Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We are now on chapter seven of What Alice Found. I'm excited. I feel like it's ramping up into like it's the a little exciting action now. Yeah, right? We're like, into that part of the movie. Fireworks have gone off, we're tram we're running, we're meeting a per like hmm. it's you know, it's kind of secretive, cameras are off. It's it's fun. I'm I'm having a lot of fun. And uh I wanna see how it keeps going. Can you just spoil it? Can you just write now look? Uh, look, I'll edit it out, but just spoil it. You've done thing. the playtest. All of this is spoiled for oh, you. The rest, the whole rest of the thing. Give oh, me, give me episodes oh, okay. eight, nine, ten. Um, I've already given you at one point a huge. Oh no! Don't say that. Now I feel like an idiot. At one stage, every episode we have guests on to play through an escape room that Danny has created. Uh, the escape room is—it's an audio-only escape room with a few images in it, uh, and you can also play along at home, or you can download the entire notes that Danny uses and run the whole game with friends or family. So you don't even need to listen, really. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but oh, do. Oh, hold on. Don't, don't stop. This episode, uh, we have one returning guest. We have Jim Fishwick and Kirsty Maguire. Welcome. Hey. Hello. Now, Jim, you have we, you have been a guest on the show before, but you haven't been a guest player before. No, no, I haven't. I'm excited to have the tables turned around and spun upon me. <laughs> this room will probably be a little bit less uh, meta than the one that you gave to us. That's what you say now. I can work my magic. Well, that's right. <laughs> and Kirsty, you are your Jim's partner. Yes. Uh, are you are you are you as big an escape room head as Jim is? Um yeah, I think so. I think we've done about the same amount of escape rooms because oh, we do most better? of them together. <laughs> Now you two also run a you have a podcast about the escape rooms in Hamilton although sometimes expanding outwards from there. Do you want to give a rundown of of the show that you make? So in season 1 of Escape Hamilton we did all of the available escape rooms in Hamilton and three elsewhere and now that we have officially escaped Hamilton we are doing season 2 which is us traveling around to the surrounding cities and trying escape rooms further afield. Now, I haven't been to New Zealand in a while. How long does it typically take to get between major cities? Oh, you just jump. <laughs> jump? Yeah. yeah, you just walk there. <laughs> I will say it's an interesting podcast because at first it feels like, oh, this is only applicable if you are in Hamilton. Applicable. Mm -hmm. But then actually, because it's, there can be like, because it's like, it's also applicable if you... I'm doing both. It's also applicable if you never want to go to Hamilton, so it doesn't matter how much people talk about the escape rooms there. There's no chance of it getting spoiled. You can just you can just listen along and be like, ooh, that sounds fun. Mm. Yeah, we realised we've uh, created an interesting challenge for ourselves is that we're trying to do a recap show of something that the majority of the listeners aren't going to have seen or done. So we're trying mm -hmm. to describe the experience and review the experience uh, at the same time. Yeah, it helps that you're also just entertaining people. Otherwise it might, it's, you know. <laughs> oh, thank you. When there's a difficult concept, it's just like, well, you can just listen to, to Jim and Kirsty talk for a while. It doesn't even really matter. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's very tangent heavy show. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're not. Let's get on track. So <laughs> we've pretty much uh, talked about your escape room experience uh, in, in that little uh, discussion there. So maybe we, we can skip that question. Uh, but the, the other sort of uh, the question about the show is it's 
escape rooms mixed with tabletop role-playing. So do either of you have any tabletop role-playing experience? I, I think I've done one campaign in my life, and I, I thought it was great. Hmm. Um, mine hasn't really changed since the last time I was on. Uh, I continue to have thrown some dice, but not many dice in my time. <laughs> I rolled a in natural ex- 20 once. <laughs> in the experiences that you've played, both of you, did they tend to be more on the serious and rulesy side of things, or were they the, yeah, throw them, and uh, maybe you can projectile vomit, vomit in the direction you want? The second one. Yeah, the second gotcha. one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, Danny. I think we're ready to get started in the actual, uh, the the actual game. All right, let's get back into this post wedding escape, shall we? Let's go. All right. Sorry, I do have you. a question before we start. Ooh. Something I always okay. wondered. Okay. The series is called What Alice Found. Uh-huh. Is our character called Alice? No, okay. it's a metaphor, Jim. Oh. Okay. It's, a, it's an illusion. Mm. Your name can be Alice if you want. No, no it's, it's your fine. name can be anything but Alice. Alice it's fine. No, sorry, I, f- I forgot this isn't what about having fun. What if my name no, Bills, was Bills Malice? <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> Malice in Wonderland coming this yeah. summer. Uh, all right, I think we're good to start. Let's get into Let's this. Let's go. You make one brief stop behind a tree to ditch your wedding clothes, leaving you in the sleek exercise outfit you put on underneath this morning. Then you sprint into town, ignoring your aching legs and gasping lungs, getting as far as you can as fast as you can. The main line of shops is deserted. Everywhere deserted. Wow, so not only was every camera person working at your wedding ceremony, whoever's in charge didn't even hire any actors to stand around and make the rest of the town feel alive and normal for the day. Guess it wasn't in their budget. Well, that can only make things easier. You relax somewhat as you approach the meeting place given to you by your mystery messaging friend. Movies with a Z, the local cinema. The lights are all off in there and the door is locked, but there is a doormat. Surely they wouldn't. Nope, nope, they definitely would. There is a key under there. And not only a key, a note as well in your friend's pen. I'm at the end of the tunnel. You aren't sure how metaphorical that is, but either way, you unlock the cinema's front door and step into the lobby, and you lock up behind you, just in case. It's a very different experience being here all alone. The room is quite narrow, though it feels kind of spacious with no one else around. You have entered through a door in the middle of the south wall, though there's not much free space at either side of you. There's an arcade machine immediately to the left of the door, which, well, normally you'd bump into if the whole place was crowded. And off to the right is a collection of big cardboard cutout figures, which always fall over when someone walks past them too quickly. No chance of that today either. Further up against the left wall is the snack counter with a drink machine and popcorn machine. And against the right wall is the ticket counter, which just is a big bench with a ticket printer and cash register. There is a bin beside the snack counter, a trash can for those of you in other places that don't say bin like that. (laughs) Beyond these counters is a wall with a single door in the middle and a ticket scanner on it. So this is a wall that separates the main lobby area from the the back lobby, you know, where the entrance to the cinema itself is. And is that ticket scanner on the wall or is it one of those uh, pillars? It's it's on the door. On the door? It is attached to the door. 
You look outside at the clock on the building opposite and it says 12.03 p.m. Oof, your wedding has officially started, technically, <gasps> if it's happening. It's not. <laughs> you don't know how long it will take for your big, powerful enemies to realize where you've gone, but hopefully you can find your literal or metaphorical tunnel before then. Um, right. Jim, I think that we need a ticket to get into that door, so maybe we should look at the ticket machine. It's only logical. Let's do it. Mm. All right, you head over to the ticket printer, part of the ticket counter. The printer, it's basically what you'd expect. It's got a small screen and a very big keyboard where you can type in what movie someone wants to see and presumably it will then shoot out a ticket. Okay. So um, do we know what movies are on? You look around, you'd sort of expect at the ticket counter there might be a list, but immediately in your area you don't see one. I tried Babe Pig in the City. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, On the screen, a couple of words pop up and it says, error, incorrect code and or invalid session time. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to guess incorrect code. (laughs) All right. It is true that I don't think I ever specified what year this was set in. (laughs) All I know is it's currently a Sunday. All right, Jim, do you think that the cardboard cutout figures might be some sort of clue? I I suspect many things in this room will be some sort of clue. But Hush, I, fingers crossed. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> let's, let's go look at these. Are they called standees? Is that the... Are they? I feel like that's... Standees? Uh, yeah. Is that a thing? Oh, damn, I should learn that word. Or, that would be That useful. makes me think that it's something like the name for someone who gets stood on. Like, the person who's standing on top of someone. Anyway, uh, let's look at these cardboard figures. These standees, they're pretty elaborate. They're in good condition. All of them are taller than you. Uh, They all seem to be of the same character. He's in a variety of funny little poses, uh, presumably different bits of movies. But it's definitely the same person. He has a few wardrobe elements that are constant throughout. He's always got a dark overcoat, deerstalker hat, pipe, and magnifying glass. He's... (gasps) A little familiar. Not, not quite the person you're thinking of, but very similar. So he's not Sherlock Holmes? And it's weird because he's public domain, so I could have made it Sherlock Holmes if I wanted. No, no, in the movie he has in the movie he has uh he has character growth and becomes nice and, and that's, that's still copyright. still not allowed. So mm. uh, Tracy Watson, the world's greatest Sherlock Holmes cosplayer. Um is there anything on the back of them on the non-printed side? There doesn't seem to be. They look like they are doing exactly what they should be doing with no hidden tricks around them. Okay. Good to know. Well, while we're there, can we pop back over to the arcade machine and see what that's all about? Certainly. As you travel across, you look at your phone uh, and it says, Standee, noun, a person who is standing rather than seated, especially in a passenger vehicle. But when you scroll down, you see that it also says... For the Wikipedia entry, a standee is an American term for a large self-standing display promoting a movie, product or event, or point-of-sale advertising, often in the form of a life-sized cutout figure. Ah, there you go. How about that? Thank you, American cultural imperialism. (laughs) (laughs) See, they're with us on this one, you weirdos. (laughs) We end up whinging about American cultural leeching a surprising amount on our show. Because it's so prevalent. We're all going to call it the bin. We're never going to say trash can again. It's a bin. 
Onto the arcade machine. Now, you used to come here a lot in your younger years, but you haven't played this one in quite some time. It's definitely older than you are. It's similar to Tetris, not quite the same, but it does involve stacking of square bricks in layers until you hit the top and get game over. Okay. You look down at the coin slot and you see it has a price $2 per play. Ugh, games have gotten expensive. And, of course, you didn't bring any money with you. You were escaping a wedding. It didn't seem right. Mm. Okay, mm. so we can play this Tetris-like. We can play this Tetris game, if you will. Mm. Um, Quadris. <laughs> um, Kirsty, how about we keep moving in this direction and go on to the bin slash trash can slash waste paper basket? Yes. <laughs> you peek into the bin. Full of rubbish from some previous session, maybe yesterday's, judging by the smell of it. Someone probably should have emptied that. It consists of pretty much what you'd expect. Empty popcorn containers, crushed cups, and old tickets. Ooh, what's on the old tickets? You reach around through the food scraps and you fish out one of the old tickets. And you're going to see that. It's very, it's been very scrunched up and it's, it's a bit of a mess, but you can get a good idea of what's there. And yes, for people Ooh. who are listening at home, there is a link to this image below and you can check it out yourself. But uh, would one of you like to describe the image that you're seeing? Okay, so it is a scrunched up ticket and it says, at the top it says 4K5TO. Admit one, and there is a barcode, but it looks like it's gotten wet because it's a little blurry. I mean, you don't know what exactly you had to reach through to get to this, but yeah, liquidy, probably not a surprise. Mm. Um, Jim, should we try putting in 4K5TO into the ticket machine? Uh, yes, please. You give that a go. And yet once again, it tells you there's an error of an invalid code and or session time. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Being told I'm not valid a lot. Don't like that. Mm. Um, you, <laughs> you suppose you it's that... fair because this, this is an old movie, so maybe things have changed. Yeah, true. true. And also, I guess it's a set for a TV show, so they probably need, <laughs> don't need to fill in a lot of codes. Um, <laughs> You said that this would be less meta than it was last time I was here, I, and I said I was going to beat you on that. Uh, <laughs> can I try putting in the Truman Show into the ticket printer, see what happens? <laughs> exactly <laughs> the same thing, uh, okay. except uh, a little... So, well, it's instead of a ticket being printed out, a little Easter egg gets printed out. <laughs> oh, beautiful. We can use it for sustenance. Um, okay, Jim, we know it that it's just past 12 because that is when... We were supposed to oh, get yeah. married. Yeah. So perhaps uh, the next session time would be for one o'clock. Yeah. That yeah. checks out. Um, don't know what to do with that thought yet, but let's just keep it in our little brains. Yeah. Um, we haven't checked out the snacks yet. Yeah. What snacks are at the snack bar? So it's pretty much just divided into the popcorn section and the drink section. If there ever was any other snacking here, like chocolates, it was cut out in the uh, planning session for this room. So those are your choices. Which would you prefer to look at? Ooh, this is a big call. Uh, let's go with popcorn <laughs> first. So this popcorn machine, for some reason, even though there's absolutely nobody here, it's completely full. 
All the popcorn is trapped within its big glass vat with a little door on the side for employees to scoop through. Little door's closed, but the smell is wafting through like there's no barrier at all. And it's making your mouth water. It's fantastic. Ooh. Should we eat some popcorn? Yeah, let's pop open that hatch, Silver Yeah. All right. And I assume you're just going to like stick your head in and open your mouth? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do, uh, if anyone's seen uh, Australian Survivor season yes. five, I think, just going to stick my whole head in there. And cry at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you open the little door. You stick as much of yourself in there as you can fit. It's not particularly sanitary, but again, how real is any of this? You rummage around in there, getting as much in your mouth as possible. Oh, it's so good. Until your tongue hits something that is not very popcorn-y. It tastes a little bit more cardboardy than the rest of it. Ooh. Funny that, because it's a card. Ooh. You pull it out and you read it. It's got some unfamiliar handwriting on it. And it says, welcome to your new job. Think it smells strong now? Just wait. That doesn't go away. In fact, the longer you're in here, the stronger it'll get on you. That doesn't wow. seem so bad to you right now, but I suppose if an employee's worked here for years, maybe that would get to them. Yeah. Huh. And that's also quite sinister. (laughs) Yeah, what an aggressive, like, introduction to the job. Yeah. Um, So we have a card that has some really negative um, kind of... Really negative energy. Negative pep talk. It's like negative, but it's a pep talk. All right. um, Should we check out the drinks machine? Yeah, I'm thirsty after all that popcorn. Yeah, lots of salt. Cool. So this drinks area, it's one of those ones where it's got a bunch of soft drinks and other things on tap. You put your cup under the nozzle, pull a lever, and there you go. There's a pretty wide selection of drinks, not so much cups. Mm. The snack bar looks like it's run out of its regular size cups because all that's left is the super-sized mega cups that under no circumstances should be drunk by only one human <laughs> because each one is about the size of your chest. Right. Okay. Let's fill one of those up. Yeah. Oh, uh, sure. What's, what's your drink of choice? Um, uh, do you want to just mix them all together? <laughs> yeah, we'll just take oh, a no. little bit of each one. Yeah. Like that some vine. of them are, some of them are hot drinks. You don't want to do that. This is going to be horrible. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Um, I, I feel like a, a lift. I would like a lift, please. All right. That's. I was going to try to make a joke like, oh, is Pepsi okay? But I don't know another lift. No, I no. don't know if they have it in America. I think it's called Elevator there. <laughs> 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 Terrible. Uh, you pick your delicious lemony poison and you're going to fill one of those cups all the way up? Yep. <laughs> all right. I, I hope it takes you a week to get through it for your sake. <laughs> But you, you have that here now. If you ever need a bit of pep up, you can just come back to the snack counter and take a sip. Excellent. Okay. Okay. Um, no, no secret messages pop out of the nozzle with it or anything. Okay. Oh. Should, cool. we, should we just try all of the other drinks into a cup that we're not going to drink from just in case? <laughs> yeah, just see a little bit of, a little bit of everything. Let's, let's uh, George's Marvelous Medicine this, please. You can get a little bit of each drink, you know, your various, they've always got those other ones that nobody really picks, water, coffee, orange juice, <laughs> and then you've got all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they all work just fine. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. I would like to, Could is there anything underneath the drinks slash snack counter? 
if we like Ooh. pop if we jump over the counter and have a look underneath there is nothing under the snack counter okay oh we haven't looked at the ticket scanner yet can we yeah. go over and have a look that's- at that please yeah, that's true. So up in that north wall, uh, the door that's there with its ticket scanner on it, you take a look. It's got a little green light on it. So it is on. It is waiting for a ticket. The door, though, firmly shut. Mm. Can we try the the barcode of the crumpled ticket? You give it a go, but the light then gives a red flash at you. Right. Obviously, it, whether it were valid or not, this ticket has presumably already been used. Right. Oh, wrong scan. I don't want it to oh. turn on the red light. Okay. No! Oh, no! Um, Oh, we haven't looked at the cash register on the ticket Mm. counter. Can we look at that, please? The cash register? Okay, it's got something that hooks it up to the ticket printer. Mm. At the moment, the register itself is locked, so presumably it'll open up if something gets purchased. As you're poking around here, you do realise that there is some underbench cupboard space for this counter. Well, well, well. You slide open the cupboard door, and a bright green alien face stares out at you. (gasps) And it takes you, you know, slightly more seconds than you're proud of to realize that it's made of cardboard. Uh, And it's not just an alien face. It's a whole tall alien body, too. And stacked up behind it, even more cardboard figures. There's a court jester. There's a couple of people hugging, a couple more aliens in different poses, all sorts. Are these human-sized? tiny bit bigger than human sized okay they they do seem like they are very similarly designed mm. to the what was it what was the person's name tracy tracy something that's it tracy something i can't remember yep you figure i mean obviously they're stored here it's a little weird that they're stacked away here and not in a bit more of a permanent storage spot but mm. maybe they were needed recently who knows hmm well, I want to do the thing that I would do if this were an actual escape room, and I'm just going to get them all out of the cupboard and stand them up next to the other cardboard figures just so that we have them all in one place. Fantastic. Uh, you don't find anything particularly suspicious about them. It's much harder to get them to stand up than you expected. No wonder the other ones keep falling over. But uh, beyond that, you're now having a weird alien party. Hmm. Okay. Okay, and that that's the only thing that was in the cupboard under the counter? Yep. Huh, okay. So we've looked at everything I think that's been said, except for the door that we came in through. Is there anything on the back of that? Of course there is. Yes. <laughs> Escape this podcast. All right, so thankfully, people from the outside can't really spot you running around in here because there is a long digital printout of movie session times (gasps) pinned up to the inside of the door. Oh my god! (laughs) And that image is being sent to you so you can take a look at those session times. Yep, once again, uh, anybody at home can can have a look at that one. Uh, But uh, Jim, would you like to describe this one? I would love to. So we've got, it's all in uh, like calculator writing. Like that sort of, uh, and it's in a bright green on grey. Yeah, digital clock. And it says, session times. Please check at the counter for today's movie. And then the list is Crusader Nights, 7.30, 12.30. Laser Invasion, 6.40. Hacksaw Man, 11 o'clock, 5 o'clock. Clue in the Clouds, 10.20, 12.10, 2 o'clock. Kiss and Tell, 
920-110-450. Please book between 15 and 120 minutes before your movie starts. Enjoy your time at movies with a Z. <laughs> okay. I want to write a short album where this is the track listing. I, I just really want to write a song called Hacksaw Man. <laughs> well, you can, Jim. You're allowed. Okay. No, <laughs> this is our this is our oh. IP. Hacksaw we find Man. out you can release that album. Hacksaw Man. Okay. Sequel to Maybe. Hacksaw Ridge or Brutal Serial Killer. Oh no, sequel to Nowhere Man. <laughs> oh, okay. And a Brutal Serial Killer. <laughs> okay, so the clue here seems to be the word clue is in the clouds. Are there any clouds in the cinema that we haven't noticed? <laughs> Despite the fact that my local cinema decorates its ceiling with sky imagery, uh, no, no clouds anywhere. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hmm. Should we try putting one of these films into the ticket printer, one that starts between 15 and 120 minutes before now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when we came in, it was 12.03. I'm assuming that we've yes. done all of this in the space of sort of like five or six seconds, so it's probably still 12.03. Right. Yes. I mean, it might be pushing 12.04. Let's not be too picky. <laughs> All right, so that would mean that the ones that are coming up in the next uh, 120 minutes are Crusader Knights, Clue in the Clouds, and Kiss and Tell. Is Clue in the Clouds? It might have been. It might be too late for Clue in the Clouds. Oh yeah, you got to book 15 minutes before, but yeah. you've, you've got the two o'clock two o'clock session for it though. Yeah, yeah, which is two hours away. Yeah, yeah. So we're good. We're good. Okay, yeah. cool. Now you actually you pause and you have a think. In your experience of the cinema, there is one cinema. Hmm. All of these movies cannot possibly have Ooh. their session times within the next two hours. Ooh. Yeah. I'm glad I stopped to have a little think. Because um, otherwise I wouldn't have noticed that at all. <laughs> and in fact, something at the, top of, at the top of that session times might give a hint towards that idea as well. Oh, please check at the counter for today's movie. Oh, so there's only one of them happening today. Okay. Yeah, this is a, this is a small town. Right. Right. So let's try typing in some of these names into our ticket printer. Um, let's just work down the ones that it could be. Can we try Crusader Knights? You try typing that title into the thing. And again, this error just keeps coming up. You try typing in the titles of all of those movies and it doesn't seem to be working, and mm. that's kind of frustrating, but it does keep showing up with the same error of invalid movie code or session time. Mm. Mm. Well, maybe let's try just putting in the session time then, rather than the name of the film. Let's try mm. typing in 12.30. Still doesn't work. Same, same error when you do Ooh, this. I have an idea. Um, so at the top of the movie stub, there are some letters, and it's... K, oh, 4K5TO. Is the K and the T stand for kiss and tell? Ooh. Yeah, it could be. Yes. Uh, oh, and um, the session time is 4.50 uh, for kiss and tell. So it's the session time and then the initial and then the session time and another initial. Do you, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool, yeah. cool. Okay. All right. Great. So you may have figured out how these codes sort of work. And now, rather than just doing a random guess of things, do you have anything in the room that tells you what today's movie is? 
Oh, if there's a, a um, detective character, maybe it's Clue in the Clouds. Ah, Ooh, the clues in the cardboard. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as catchy a title. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, well then let's try uh, 1C21CO. Is that how it works? Oh, we're, we're not doing 1210. I think we're doing two o'clock though, right? Oh yeah, of course, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. You don't have time to see a movie in six minutes. <laughs> okay, uh, I can do this. Two C O C O. Cool, and those O's being zeros. Yes. But yes, two Coco. You press those <laughs> buttons. Two Coco, too curious. Yeah, and somehow it ends up printing a ticket to Coco instead. You don't know how that happened, oh, no. but. A ticket starts printing. Fantastic. Yes. You get one shiny new ticket for the movie and then, ding, the cash register pops open because it probably expects someone to pay for that. Uh, Awkward. Um, Is there $2? There are a couple of dollars sitting in the register already. Mm -hmm. You know what? For security, maybe you should hold on to those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I I think so. I think so. And, you know, if if there is a $2 coin, you know, we might need that if we wanted to play the arcade game. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's play some arcade games. Yeah. Let's just let's just unwind. Let's play some Tetralikes. Absolutely. Two Coco can wait. Mm-hmm. You take your totally legitimately earned coins and you insert them into Quadrus, the arcade machine. You're feeling a little bit exhausted after your marathon wedding escape today, so mm. you get the feeling your reflexes may not be in tip-top shape. You're all ready to make excuses for yourself. You prepare your hands, you hover them over the buttons, and then you see something on the screen that makes you frown a little bit. Hmm. So Normally, the only options that show up on screen for this game would be new game and quit, but at the moment, there's another option. It says continue. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't even know old arcade games like this had a continue setting. And so... Curiously, you select it, oh, and you immediately feel disappointed and incredibly ripped off because whoever saved this game saved it a second before they lost. Oh. You, you don't get to drop a single square before you get game over music chiming through the <laughs> old MIDI-ish speakers. That's what I think it is. Okay. The screen turns into an image of uh, your best moment during the game, along with some statistics down the side. Ooh. So that's another image that you're going to get. All right. Hell yeah. Okay. Score 115, high score 500, speed B minus. Boo. Accuracy B plus. Your rating, Grandma. Rude. I assume that's short for Grandmaster. Yes, 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 Probably, yeah. That's all that could fit. (laughs) Okay. So, yes, all that information is on, like, a little box off to the side. Uh, And you can also see the screen in its, like, how, like, the actual gameplay was at that moment as well. Mm. Mm, So there's a couple of squares missing. It's, like, two squares missing in every second or third row. Yeah, it's like a sideways face. (laughs) <laughs> what? Can I see it? Yeah. Really, show me the picture. If, if you turn your head to the oh, left, you got, what a tilty like a face. Snowman yeah. face going like, well, sorry, I'm it's not like... very good at the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like Jesse Bradford smiling. 
He is my actor with a crooked smile. <laughs> Go to. I may be jumping ahead and doing too much lateral thinking, but this looks a little bit to me like a um, when you book online for a cinema and you can choose your seats. Um, oh. And some of them are like have already been reserved. Oh. So maybe that's something to do with something. But yeah, we, we should keep that in mind for later. Yeah, but I know that when I'm playing Tetris, I like to make shapes of seating plans. Um, so, <laughs> mm. 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 okay. So the high score is 500. My score is 115. B-. Look, B-. someone from the outside is working really hard to help you. Who knows what skills they have? Yeah, true. Yeah, true. true. Jim, should we use our ticket to go into the movies? Yes, let's see two Coco. You scan your new shiny ticket on the ticket machine and the green light flashes green a couple of times and yes. the door pops open. You push it through the rest of the way and you enter the back part of the lobby. Everything is where you remember it being from the last times you were here in your life. So the cinema entrance is off to the right. And right beside it, there is a big TV screen that shows movie previews for the people who are waiting to be let in. There's a set of stairs in the north wall that lead up to the projectionist's booth. And on the west wall is a collection of movie posters. All right, so we're not yet in the cinema. We're just in the antechamber. Exactly. Right. Cool. You know, when you go to a cinema, they have to gatekeep every step of the way. Oh, of course they do. It's like Disneyland. Okay. Okay. Um, shall we have a look at this TV screen? Yeah, normally this TV shows ads for upcoming movies, but right now all it's showing is an ad for, I don't know, some kind of promotion. You'd guess it's for free tickets or something, but it's a little bit hard to be sure. All it's showing is a bunch of movie-related video loops, you know, oh, happy people walking in and out of cinemas together, great. Uh, And it's flashing the words, first five movies, over and over again. First five movies. Hmm. That feels like it might be a clue. I think so, Jim. I think so. What were the first five movies? Okay, so there's that one of the train pulling into the station. There's uh, (laughs) workers leaving the factory. I think the Lumiere brothers did one where someone steps on a hose and gets a face full of water. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Hmm. What are the posters on the opposite wall, if you don't mind? These posters... They are definitely not for the current movies that the cardboard cutouts were for. Uh, Not even close. Some of these are so old, you remember your parents talking about when they saw them in theatres. Yet, here they remain, some of them years and years later, all taped pretty much corner to corner along the entirety of this wall. And this may be the last image for this room. Oh, wow. These look great. Um, Okay. Wait. There's a capitalized word in all the posters. Mm. Hmm. Days in the pool. <laughs> Live and Lisa. Which of the abyss? Right about now. And the writer's W-R-I-T-E. It's a pun. Uh, <laughs> we go forth, the edge of the sea, the girl who won a castle, stare at the sun, hide away, stop this war, thought and sighed, Riding past the sun. Okay. Which of these would you want to see most? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Which of the abyss? Solid. 
Yeah. That sounds like a Dark Souls boss. <laughs> <laughs> I probably want to see the girl who won a castle. Because I want to know the circumstances where you can just win a castle. Mm. That's. I feel like that would be mm. a very King Ralph kind of movie. Um, okay, well, the thing that jumps out at me is that you've got fourth and one, which both sound like numbers. Mm. Then there's... Hmm... Then there's lots of other words that look like they have multiple meanings. <laughs> yeah, I, presume... I don't know. If, I don't know if you noticed that, Danny, but some of these things could be interpreted in different ways. <laughs> Man, do you know English has homophones? Yeah, polysemy. Wow, polysemy. Uncanny. <laughs> okay, well, I presume that a TV screen that says first five movies might be a way of helping us look at where we're supposed to, how we're supposed mm. to interpret these movie posters. Okay. So the first five ones are Days in the Pool, Liv and Lisa, Witch of the Abyss, right about now, we go fourth. Assuming that that's how you count them. Now, you know from days of putting up posters in your bedroom that uh, the order that you put them up, it's not necessarily placed across in the order yeah, in which you do it. That's mm. so true. It's all mm. about the aesthetics. Mm. It could be alphabetically, which mm -hmm. would give us uh, days in the pool, then hide away, then mm. uh, live, then so pull away, live. Uh, my brain can't work like this. <laughs> uh, Jim, there's yeah. probably something else in the room that can help us unlock this. Yeah. What haven't we looked at? Oh, uh, can we try going up into the projection booth? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you count 14, 15 stairs heading up and to the north, and you reach a door to the projectionist booth. And, oh, I'm sorry, it's locked. Oh. There's a tiny keyhole, so you know what you're looking for. But okay. There tiny aren't any windows key. or anything for you to peek through. Oh, so can we look through the tiny keyhole, or is oh. it too tiny? Uh, yeah, you can't really see anything. If It's dark in there. Right. Okay. And could we look at the door into the cinema? The door is large. It's painted a dull red, and the only decoration on it is it's got a placard stuck to it with Cinema One written on it. You push on the door, but it does not open. It mm. must be locked as well, except on this door, you don't see space for a key or any other kind of opening mechanism. Must be mm. automated in some manner. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, so let's take stock of what we have in our inventory, um, which is what I do when I'm playing adventure games and I get Good stuck. Call. So we've mm. got our 12 posters with keywords yes. on them that yes. are flirtatiously saying, rearrange us, come up with some sort of message based <laughs> on these. We want to be toyed with. Um, and then we have our game over screen that has the high score and our rating is grandma. I have Those a good idea. All right, maybe not a good idea, but I have no, an no, idea. No, no, back yourself. You have a great idea. <laughs> I have Everybody a great idea. This is the great, best Kirsty. idea. Um, what what if we looked at the back of the posters? Ooh. So some of these posters, you can tell that you're dealing with different levels of ancientness. So all of the posters, you peel away quite carefully. Mm. There is something behind them. 
What is there it? is a a hinge and a piece of wall that's painted differently. Oh, there's a door here. <gasps> I'm so excited. It's got I know a, it's I it's, know it's a virtual room, but I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, this door has a placard on it that reads Cinema Two. Now you can't <gasps> remember two? ever knowing that there was a second cinema here. This can't have been used for ages, if ever. You try to give it a gentle push, but just like Cinema 1, it doesn't move. It is locked in exactly the same way. You carefully nice. put your posters like neatly on the floor, not necessarily in the same order you found them, but just on the floor so, uh, in a place that you're not going to step on them. Okay. And could we look through the door? Could we look at the door we came through? There is nothing on the other side of that door. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Now, there was one other thing in your inventory, Jim, that you didn't mention. Ooh. 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 This is the folly of me turning over my piece of paper to try and see what... Ah, uh, rookie. Oh, we've got our cup. We've got our big cup full of uh, lift and our second one full of miscellaneous stuff. That also yeah. wasn't what I was thinking of, but good to remember oh, that too. The the cardboard. The, the cardboard note. Yes. That was what I was thinking. Yes. And it says we're going to smell strongly of popcorn. <laughs> oh, I yeah. know. We need to sniff the posters. Okay. Now, now, why do you need to sniff the posters? We need to sniff the posters because the longer things are here, the more they smell like popcorn. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I love you so much, Kirsty. <laughs> I love you too, babe. <laughs> All right. You kneel down. This feels very weird, but you bend all the way over and you press your nose up to each of the posters in turn and you get a good whiff of them. They do <laughs> indeed smell like popcorn, even from here, even with a door barrier in the way. Oh Every last God. one of them. Some of them are more fragrant than others. Takes you a few cycles to go through and some of them are close enough that you can't quite tell, but you can narrow down, you're quite certain, the five oldest posters. Yes. Okay. What are they? So you get uh, Days in the Pool, for sure. Right about now. We go forth. Thought and side. And stare at the sun. Okay. So here's, here's where I'm at. Is that pool sounds like pull. pull. And right sounds like right. This isn't going to be particularly meaningful now that I say that out loud, now that I realise it. Uh, and then side sort of sounds like inside or the side of something. And then stair is up the stair. So what if we pull on the right-hand side of the fourth stair leading up to the projectionist's booth? Yeah. You make your way to the fourth stair. You grip your fingers around the right edge as best you can. And without too much force, you manage to tug it up. Yes. You stick one hand inside the little gap that you've made and you pull out a little key. <gasps> and it's attached to a key ring which has one other thing on it. A What's small plastic triangle. <gasps> yes. A blue blue triangle? Indeed, a blue triangle. <gasps> you have your key. Okay. Do we right. put it in the keyhole? Yeah, you go up the rest of the way, you unlock the door to the projectionist's booth, and you head in. It is, yeah, kind of what you expected to see. The whole room is small, relatively symmetrical. 
Uh, against the front wall, there's one big bench. Takes up all the space from left to right. It's got a dozen buttons and levers on the left, dozen buttons and levers on the right. It's got a square box sort of built into it that looks like it's for an electrical panel. It's got one of those on the left and one of those on the right. In the middle of the floor, on the left, there's a rickety old film projector. And in the middle of the floor on the right, there's a kind of nice non-rickety digital one. It's okay, a little bit of a difference. Uh, you, You start to see that this room is almost mirror image from left to right, but everything that you can see on the left is kind of more dilapidated, maybe a bit untouched. And now that you know what is in the left area of this building, it sort of makes sense. Right. Okay, Jim, I think we activate the doors to the cinemas from inside this room. Okay. This is what projectionists do now that everything's gone digital. Mm, mm, Mm. mm, They control mm. the doors. Um, I'm just incredibly distracted because the projectors that I've drawn look like a dojuo, like the Pokemon. (laughs) I, and this is upsetting because I used to be a curator at a film museum and I can't draw a film projector. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So we've got lots of buttons and these electrical boxes. Are there buttons and dials on the boxes that clearly indicate how to operate them? These two boxes, they're like closed boxes, uh, like almost <sighs> like you would find the ones that have electrical stuff inside them. Right. Um, both of them have locks on them, the left one and the right one. The right one has a four-digit combination lock and a sticker on it that says HI plus LI, H-I plus L-I, all capitalized. Okay. Well, H-I is... Uh the high score that we had, which was 500, and L-I is the liest score that we had. No, L-I is Roman numerals, which is 51. Um, So that Mm. would give us 0551. Can we try that? Uh, You try, but that doesn't work. Uh, Okay. Who who knows? Maybe, Maybe you didn't even learn Roman numerals in school. Yeah, probably not. Okay. High plus lie. Oh, laser invasion. Um, that's one of the movies, and that's six forty. So yeah. the high score, the high score plus six forty would so be one thousand one hundred and forty. You put that in, and the right panel pops open. Oh my yes. gosh! Yes, get on ya. Inside it, you find a button, a single enormous yellow button. <gasps> do we press it? I, I I think we can do anything we want. <laughs> Okay. If it, if it explodes the building, then I'll just either say no or tell you you exploded the building. Okay, okay cool. Okay. Cool. I exploded the oh, I'm the sorry. This was the escape room panic button. Uh, you, oh, you t- yeah. you, the game master uh, comes in and says, all right, we'll let you out. Uh, uh, so sorry. Uh, no <laughs> refunds and you can't get back into the room. Oh, okay. I'll go home. We're very strict here. <laughs> when you slam your hand down on this button... You hear a mechanical click come from somewhere inside the walls. Might be to your right, maybe behind you, maybe even below you. Ooh. Can't quite pinpoint it. But that is the right-hand panel dealt with. Right. Jim, should we go out and check if the, the cinema's open? Yeah. So we'll check if the right-hand cinema's open? You head back down to the cinema entrance, and hey, the door to Cinema 1 is now open a crack. 
Yes. A crack. Can we go in or is it just a crack? Yes. No, you can push it the rest of the way. Oh, All good. Cool, cool, cool. You Otherwise, we'd have to you... send one of the cardboard cutouts in for us. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> awkward. You enter the cinema, you look around. There's, you know, it's about what you'd expect. Again, the seats take up about two thirds of the space. They're laid out in a quick count, an eight by eight square. Each seat has a letter and a number label. So A1 in the top corner and H8 in the bottom right corner. And then uh, in front of the seats, you got a gap of empty floor space and then the big screen itself. And oh, also uh, over leaning against one of the side curtains, Cleaner must have left something behind. Uh, there's a broom. A broom? A broom. A broom. A broom. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, I, th- I think I uh, still have the high score screen up in front of me. Yeah. And this looks exactly like what Danny was describing. Ooh. Um, so it would be like... So I'm just trying to work out what the blanked out squares are, what uh, numbers and letters they would correspond to. If they go from A1, that's in the front left, or is that in the yep. back? Top left. Top left. Okay, Jim, uh, you, you understand what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah okay, uh, cool, 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 cool. If, you, if you're looking at game over, it's the side that's closest to game. Okay, it's cool, the left cool, side. cool, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, even if we had the information of which seats these were like i think it's b1 b8 d3 e7 or something like i don't know what to do with that information yet Hmm. Hmm. and we also have a broom we have a broom broom. um is there a movie on there is no movie playing in fact the cinema is pretty dark you don't notice any power on in it whatsoever you're lucky to be able to see what you can Did we look at the left-hand box? Were there any stickers and combination locks on that? Ah, yeah. So you head back up to the projectionist booth and you take a look at the left-hand box. It does also have a lock on it. Slightly more complicated-looking one. Uh, It wants letters. It wants ten letters. Okay. Boy. Uh, It also has a sticker on it. Mm -hmm. But instead of high plus light, this one has a picture of a blue triangle. Okay. Ooh. Huh. Just like the blue triangle that we found earlier. Indeed. Hmm. And in fact, much like the other six shapes that you have found throughout your adventure so far. Now, I think you might need a bit of an assistant for this one. Yes. So, uh, if I, I, I'm going to grab this, this webcam. I'm going to show you the pieces that you've got. And I'm going to let you instruct me as to how you want to maneuver and manipulate these pieces. Oh, and no. And we'll make okay. an experience out of that. Now, I will say... and I'm Can, can I just say, I've been listening me... to this season and I've been really looking forward to it. Like, oh, God, so at some point, Bill's going to have to put these together. Oh, I'm not jealous <laughs> of him. That would be uh-huh. a, a real pain. Too bad it will be you. Oh, no. Um, for people at home, there is a link in the show notes to a little... Puzzle, oh yeah, we'll make this. Uh, that you can try and put together online. You can print it out it. and cut them mm. well, <laughs> or something. Yeah. Ooh, oh Welcome. no. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Now, uh, you're showing the blue side. I okay, am. Okay, okay. And so there is a non-blue side? Oh, uh, can we flip them all over, please? Yes, we can. Yay. Ooh, okay. okay. Great. 
So I see a handle, like mm, something a little teacuppy. Yeah, and um, then there's one that it, looks like it has a bit of a rim on it. Yeah, that looks like a bit of a rim. Yeah. 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 Actually, the two handle pieces are quite close together. I wonder if they line up at all. Oh, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then does the triangle with the rim insert into that negative space that they've created? Oh, no, that's too tight. Oh, no, it's so tiny. It's so <laughs> tiny. Okay. Um, can we pull that back out? Just make a little space between them? Thank you. Uh, there's one at the top left corner that looks like it's the bottom of the the mug. I think that that can line up with the the other straight line. Yes, with that one, yeah. please. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. And then the big triangle at the top, I think that creates the part you drink out of, if this is I a I think cup. so, yeah. yeah. Yes. And so could we line that up um, to the right next to the handle? Yeah, just shimmy it there. Perfect. And then the one that's on the left, bring that in. Yes. Oh, look. The the one that's at the top left, the square one that's loose, um, if we can put that in uh, so that it matches up with the handle, so that it's like that, yeah. And then the and final then. triangle. Where do you think this piece could possibly go? <laughs> this, is the, this is the one that you got in this very room, this last yeah. little yeah. triangle. So I'm glad it's the last yeah. one that you're placing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that um, looks like it. Yeah, or Jim, maybe we could try putting it in the middle in that negative space shaped like exactly yeah. like a triangle. Hey, look at that. Hey, and it's got a JG on it. Is that right? The letters J and G. Yes. Hmm. Like J.G. Ballard, the author. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to draw a cup with a J.G. on it. And that concludes this episode of Solve This Jigsaw, a podcast within a podcast. <laughs> well done. I'm very proud of how well you managed to do that under the ridiculous circumstances. <laughs> so we've got a mug with J.G. on it. And we've got these seats that uh, we're trying to find. So it's, it was 10 letters and digits, did you say? Just 10 letters. 10 Just letters. Just 10 okay. letters. Mm. No digits. Now, remembering this was a meta puzzle. So, Jim, the answer to this one, there is a way to find it in the room as well. But you might already have a slight edge on figuring out that 10 letter code. Ooh, oh, Jim no. has an edge. I have to uh, not just, oh, uh, no. Oh, God. okay. <laughs> Again, Great. the answer uh, is also in the room, so you don't need to freak out too hard. Okay, okay so the answer is in the room. Yeah, um, it's got something to do with that JG teacup, teacup judge, cup jug, jug cup. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we also do slam poetry. Jug. I don't know if I tell you. <laughs> um... Well, there was hot tea and coffee down in the uh, drinks room. Maybe Ooh. this is something to do with that. Can I sprint all the way back to the <laughs> drink taps and see what types of teas and or coffees there are that I would maybe drink in a JG mug. 
It does not take you long at the drinks taps to spot one with a logo that matches perfectly to that JG coffee cup that you have just found. It is a logo that you have seen a million times. Before I tell you, do you have any memory from previous episodes of this season what the premier coffee brand is in this universe? Uh, you could have ended that sentence from, with, do you have any memories? And the answer would be no. No. Oh, oh, what's the Canadian one? It's, um... Joe's Garage. Uh, Junkin' Go Nuts. Um, oh, Jim Gorton's. Jim Gorton's yes. is what we've got here. <laughs> Great. Uh, we put Jim Gorton's into the, uh, to the control panel. You give a bit of a sigh because this oh. was your, your fiancé Blake's favourite. Oh. At least, I mean, you always thought it was, but, I mean... Who knows, really? Who knows? The panel accepts your code and it pops open and inside, oh, well, it looks like there's supposed to be a large button here, but instead there's just a hole. Uh, you lean over to look down and all of the electronics and things are still in there. Uh, it looks like the mechanisms would still work. There's just no button to actually, you know, press down on all of the stuff that's in there. Huh. Ooh, let's use the broom handle. Yeah. Stick the broom handle <laughs> broom. in the hole. Yeah, You grab the broom that you've been keeping alongside you this whole time and you flip it upside down. The diameter of the handle fits this hole perfectly. You drop it down, you press the button with it, and again, from somewhere in the walls over to the left this time, you hear a click. (gasps) Can we head on over into Cinema 2? You certainly can. For the first time that anyone has ever done this, you push open the door to Cinema 2. I just realised that all this time I would have lived in a city and gone to the cinema and it was called Cinema 1. And it was just no the cinema. No one ever questioned and it. I never asked. It's like when you go to a town and they have like a second street, but not mm. first street. Oh, yeah. Mm. Anyway. No first street. Not even a main street, just to be even weirder. <laughs> <sighs> all right. You have no idea what sort of wonders you might find in this Cinema 2. And... Uh, well, yep, it's a cinema again. Basically identical <laughs> to Cinema 1, except it is clear no one's been in here for a million years. It is so dusty that as you put your hand on the railing as you walk in, you leave handprints. The screen has dust and cobwebs all over it. If you were to sit down on one of the chairs in here, it would create like a, a mushroom cloud of dirt in all directions. <laughs> and like the other cinema, it is dark in here. There is mm. no power. And mm. is it still 8x8 eight eight seating? Yeah, it's pre- It's exactly the same. Everything's uh-huh. just a little more worn, a little more gross. Oh, a little more a lot, more a lot more gross, really. <sighs> and there's no movie playing, I presume? No, no power, no movie. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, and... we've got a broom. Let's, let's start yeah. cleaning up some of this dust. Oh, yeah, yeah fair enough. <laughs> All right, uh, which, which dust would you like to prioritize? Um... Floor, chairs, screen? Let's uh, let's try dusting some of the seats, see if we can clean them up. Can I try dusting seat B1? So as you go over to those seats, you start to give seat B1 a bit of a scrub down. These are those mm-hmm. seats that are automatically reclined upwards when they're not in use. So mm. you have to, oh. uh, you can scrub the bottom of it with your broom, then you have to push it down, it clunks into place, and then you scrub the top of it. But even when you do that, you don't find anything remarkable. Okay. Okay. 
That's but they are clunky seats. But they're springy yes. seats. Clunky recliner yeah, springs. Exactly. With, the, with the bottom of the seat that you would actually sit on. Mm. G'day, my name's Clunky Reclino. Away. I'm going to be singing some of the songs off my lounge album. Um, <laughs> Laser Invasion. <laughs> I have an idea. Um, yeah. Could we go back into Cinema One and have a look at the arcade pattern in there? Yeah, can we try? Oh, we're going to have to try and weigh down all of these different seats. Hmm. That's Ooh, be but are they time. the same type of seats in Cinema One? They are. Okay. And in fact, just to make things even better, in the dark, your eyes are starting to adjust to the dark. You notice they are exactly the same shade of maroon Ooh. as on that arcade picture. <gasps> okay. Yeah. All right. Um, um, here's Ooh, Jim, what I'd like to do. Let's weigh them down with the standees. Yes, let's do that. You grab one of your cardboard friends and you try to put it on the chair. Uh it, it's cardboard. It doesn't weigh enough. It's, it, it just doesn't weigh the chairs down. It doesn't get them into that full position. They sit on a sad diagonal. Oh. Well, do we have enough um, big giant cups? There yeah, is a f- large supply of giant cups. Okay. Can we fill the gigano enormous cups with uh, whatever we can? I'm going to fill them all with lift. I'm spreading the word with lift. It's a lovely lemon drink. If they want to sponsor this episode, get in touch. Um, all, all for it. Also, uh, just by coincidence, the lift tap, the drink comes out the fastest, so it's the most efficient. Oh, Mm, isn't that convenient? Um, Can I... I was about to say print out. I I want to print out six cups (laughs) of lift (laughs) and put them on the seats that match the ones on the game over screen. And I I sit on the last one. Fair enough. All right, (laughs) one at a time. You take a giant drink cup, fill it up with lift, and then lug it back into the cinema. You rest it carefully on a seat. It clunks when it's fully flipped down. You go back for another until you've done all six. And then you sit down in the final chair. And as soon as it gets your full weight, you hear a loud whirring coming from somewhere above you. An electrical whir. Something has been turned on. And in front of you, the cinema screen lights up. Oh my gosh. Images flicker on it, but not movie scenes, not even movie credits. It's just a small collection of letters and numbers. It says hmm. A4, A3. Hmm. My two favorite paper sizes. Well I mean, are those, those are either paper sizes or are they chairs in Cinema 2? Yes, they're the, yeah. in the front row hmm. seats, A3 and A4. Uh, I try sitting in that one. You head back over to Cinema 2 and you notice that this one is now powered up as well. Ooh. And in fact, there are some letters and numbers on the screen here too. Uh-huh. Uh, it looks like you have to squint a bit. Again, old projector reels and everything. Uh, it looks like it says uh, C5F1. C5 and F1. Do we have a look under the C5 and F1 seats in oh, Cinema I think 2? We they do. Are. I think we do. They are quite quite atrociously filthy but you don't see anything of note underneath them okay Okay. um can we have another look at the buttons and levers inside the projector room sure all right so you do that and now that the power is on it's messing with these you can tell that you're having effects these must be sound and lighting things so you can press things and you know that you're changing the lighting inside the cinemas right 
And so you head back down to see the what sorts of changes you've made. And it seems like you've affected the way the screens themselves are lit a bit. Ooh. And one, you can now tell that those letters that are shown on screen, whatever footage they are coming from, it is. It, it looks massively old. Uh, if you had to go with an aesthetic, definitely Cinema 2 aesthetic, not yeah. Cinema 1 aesthetic. Mm, absolutely. And if you head into Cinema 2 and you look at how the screen has changed there, uh, it's... Okay, what this is doing is the lighting change that you have made to the screen is really emphasizing the filth. You are now quite sure that if a movie were playing, you would only, like, the characters' faces would be basically blurs. You would only get half the setting. It would be terrible. Hmm. Can we try Hmm. cleaning the screen with our broom? You grab your broom and... Gently, because you have no idea how sensitive these screens are, you go to town a bit on all of the cobwebs and muck that's built up on this Cinema 2 screen. It flaps around every time you touch it, but you manage to get a good, quick job done. It is not perfect, but it's clean enough that you might not complain if you had to watch a movie here. And what you do realise now is... Oh, that did not say C5F1. It said C6E4. Oh. C6E4. So should we have a look at C6 and E4 seats? Yeah, let's try that. Again, uh, you take your broom to it to clean them up a bit. And as far as you can tell, there's nothing remarkable about these seats. They're exactly the same as the ones in Cinema 1. So my instinct is to try holding down the seats with buckets of drink again and doing that on C6 and E4. You get there, you bring two of your giant drinks in and clunk them down onto those seats. Great. Seems okay. Seems fine. The last two seats uh, that you haven't clunked down yet, they look like they would clunk down a little bit lighter, almost as if cardboard friends could do the job this time. Oh, great. Ooh. Great. I, I, I bring in the cardboard friends. All right, which <laughs> which cardboard friends? There were aliens. There was uh, fake Sherlock. Uh, what else was it? There was a hugging couple. There was a court jester. Uh, I, I which think friends do you be... want to watch this movie with? Yeah. Oh, could I pick the court jester? Of course, of course. Cool. And uh, it's been a long time since he's seen a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll get the alien if you be so kind. You have to teach him about Earth customs someday. And it's going to be full of a number of hilarious misunderstandings. <laughs> All right. What an odd couple. You, you sit them down. You assume that the drinks you have placed down are going to be uh, for them later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're all prepared for this movie. You put them down and you hear a tremendous clunk come from the back of the room. This is not the normal chair clunk. This is nothing like the electrical whirring you heard before. Not the little clicks of the cinema doors opening. This is big. It is grindy. You turn back to where it is coming from and right up in the back row... Two of the chairs right in the middle are gone. (gasps) You get closer and you see that they have sunken down and given way, much like in some old kids spy TV show, to an open trapdoor. Is there a tunnel? presents a set of stairs going down and then a long concrete tunnel. (gasps) We know that there's a tunnel and there's a guy at the end of the tunnel and we got to go down the tunnel. (laughs) This tunnel, it's totally undecorated, it's totally plain, it is not made for an audience's eyes, that's for sure, and that means it is your way out, and that means your big fancy TV show 
is officially cancelled. Yes. And you are out. Oh. We're free. We're free. Escape This Podcast is part of Consume This Media. Head to consumethismedia.com for all of our projects. And make sure to tune in next week for Podcast This Escape, where we'll chat with our guests about this escape room.